1: Well, 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 here we are again Jan and today we have a special guest Jeff McDonald. Uh, Hi Jeff. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And uh, really looking forward to this um, this podcast because Jeff is someone that we have been following and he's got a lot of cool information to share with our uh, people leader community. Now, Jeff, you help businesses create and complete their most important projects. Uh, we know that you are a prolific writer. You've, in fact, written eight books. <laughs> And yeah, and and one of them is on um, uh, disruptive leadership, and we're going to explore a little bit about leadership uh, this afternoon. And you are a speaker, and you are also the creator of Project Done. And Jan, fact, don't you if- love that? as a I, title project done especially for people of certain
2: personality types that's their favorite done the dun- yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: that's kind of mine <laughs> mm. they're probably not my audience though i need the people that don't get things
2: up <laughs> yeah. like no i still need you yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: i've read your book jeff and it's yeah everyone needs it in their toolkit that's right and um i've i've uh, been privy to uh having a look at some of the strategies that jeff has shared and they're fantastic very practical mm. so, things that you can pick up and use straight away mm. so which is what we're all about as well that's what mm-hmm. we're all about so why don't we jump straight in and i've uh, got a couple of questions for you jeff so the first one is you've written several books um, and several book review summaries and these are called book wrappers uh, and they're they're Reviews of leadership books, and they're the ones that we're particularly interested in. And so, I thought it would be really useful if you could share maybe three ideas from leadership books that you think might be useful um, for our uh, people leadership community.
3: Perfect. Yep. Um, one of my favourites is the classic book from Warren Bennis on on becoming a leader. And very simply, he says, "You step up and become a leader." when you stand up and say, I want this to happen. Mm. And I think that cuts all the crap around authority and position and all the rest mm. of it and who's a leader and who's not. It's such a simple, powerful definition. The other one I really love is uh, Barbara Kellerman's book, The End of Leadership. And partly she's pointing to the ineffectiveness of a lot of leadership training mm. in terms of the results on the ground. But in particular, I think she's pointing to how... Social media and, and media generally is changing the way we get to see our leaders, and therefore it's changing our expectations of leaders, and it partly explains why our ratings of leaders are at all-time lows. Mm. Uh, the third one is a book I'm not so clear on, but it's I think it's a useful one. It's Costner's and Posner's. Cousers and Posners, Mm. (laughs) The Leadership Challenge, and they've actually been studying and researching what makes a great leader over many years. And they've been doing the research. I think their book's been bought six million times or something ridiculous like that. And I think it's a very basic set of but a core set of ideas that people need. So setting visions, listening, getting people together, that sort of stuff. So that's a really good resource to just ground yourself in Mm. what the prevailing thinking around leadership is.
2: And for someone just starting out as a people leader, you know, that's what we actually get asked a lot, you know, what book would you recommend? So maybe that's something for new leaders stepping into that frontline leadership role for the first time would be a good source
1: yeah absolutely and isn't it interesting having a look at longitudinal studies on leadership there is no silver bullet you know what I mean it's actually doing some of these basic things consistently and consistency, yeah. consistently well
3: yeah, and if yeah. you had to summarise it, it's really build good relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a bit fancy about all this stuff, but really it comes down to we're working with other people, be good to other people, yeah. and you'll get along and you'll get something. You'll work together, you'll get something. We were
1: talking up. about that this morning in terms of it's all about <laughs> conversations. It is all about which builds relationships. Which builds yeah. relationships. So yes, we are definitely on the same wavelength, Jeff. Okay, so the, the, the next question is, what are some of the key themes that you're seeing um, crop up in this leadership space of, of books that you're reading and
3: well, reviewing? Well, in my book, Disruptive Leadership, I, I, I pieced together some of the raps that I'd done and tried to put a pattern around what was going on. And I put Benesis as the first one to say, hey, it starts with me standing up to say I'm a leader. Then a lot of the work around leadership was all about the traits of the leader, mm, mm. and even that one of Kouzes and posness was really about the traits of the leader. Then we start to go—I um, think it's Jones and whoever the other guy is. Why should I? Who should be? Why should I be led by you? Yeah, yeah. It's really looking at that other side to say, hang on—it's not actually about the individual; it's about this engagement or mm. this interaction with people. And then I think it flows into some. Particular issues that are new to leadership in the last, say, 10 or 20 years that we haven't really considered before. Uh, Gender is the classic one. Mm. So we were so dominated by men that that was the way you had to be a male to be a leader. And then it certainly set up that you led in a particular way, which very much came from dominance, military, command, control, Mm. all that sort of stuff. So women in leadership changes the game completely Mm. and hopefully for the better because it does give us a diversity and a lot more range of how we can do this. Mm. Um, Then you go into other things like, um, I think, the the team environment and how you lead organisations is certainly from a cultural point of view, the team point of view is so crucial because, again, it was... A lot of the early research was, I stand up as a leader and I tell you we're going over here. But it wasn't in the trenches with people. How do we actually engage a group of people? Mm. And unless you get that engagement on the ground, you've got nothing.
1: Oh, and working with millennials, they want to be part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be led by a leader. They see themselves as being self-led and we are all leading together. So, yes, we totally agree.
3: Well, that was really my third point. So, beautiful segue (laughs) there because I think that's what Barbara Kellerman's talking about, that the way we've traditionally done leadership actually does doesn't make sense anymore mm-hmm. so, and I use the example if I go onto a website and I don't like what you're saying mm. I'm going somewhere else yeah and so Choice. that notion of applying that in the workplace to the millennials who live on their phones and their tablets and that they're not going to play with that mm. and I think it's that they get dismissed because they seem to be up starting and wanting to be part of the solution but wouldn't you want that mm, yeah. like isn't that the best thing you could have from your people to have them want to be involved in the solution that's right, and when you,
1: particularly when you um, consider how many managers and people leaders are saying, "I'm overwhelmed. I've got so much on. Spread it around, because yeah. there there are people. You know, I think they make an assumption that oh, they're busy anyway. They wouldn't, I couldn't delegate anything, but that is just or far that from they the can't,
2: tr- or that they can't solve the problem well, or with a solution <laughs> focus. But the pe- person closest
3: to the problem is
2: usually the one with the mm. best solution. Yeah. Mm.
3: and if there was one trend that summarized the whole thing. It's that we all have to be leaders now. Yeah, and yeah. I don't mean that as the throwaway cliche mm. that it's been. We seriously need to engage every person and bolster them as a leader.
2: That's right, that self-leadership notion. Because yeah. what we're finding is that a lot of leaders want their organisations or people in their organisations to be accountable. And that's what a leader is,
1: is it truly accountable. Yeah. And so we're talking the same, yeah, mm. in the same language. Yeah. Yeah and I think that was interesting in terms of looking at traits and you know what leader leadership traits could be because people often ask us I oh, you know do extroverts make better leaders no it's not necess- it's not no. about the personality at all no. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, Jeff. So actually, a couple of questions that we are creating a bit of a red thread that run through all of our podcasts, and I've got two here for you. And, and the first one is, uh, what, what's one characteristic, in your opinion, that you think every people leader should possess or would have a better chance of being successful if they did have this? I think you've
3: got to either listen or be good with people. Mm. They're kind of the same thing. Um, Particularly when we talk about everybody has to be a leader, that fundamentally means we can't always be all talking all the time. So therefore that level of understanding, empathy, compassion even is a better word than empathy, Um, those sorts of things where we engage with other people, that's actually what the bottom line is. Because my definition of leadership is it's like when you're out to create a change. So every leader is out to create change, yeah. and that ultimately means you've got to create change through other people's actions yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So if you don't engage them, if you can't work with other people, you're cactus. You're nowhere.
1: It's like you were part of our conversation yeah. this morning, <laughs> no, Jeff, no, no. because
0: we're oh, talking
2: really? about
1: you know two <laughs> crucial skills. And for one of us, our top you know top one was listening. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we've got a strategy that we're going to share with um with our people leaders um on a web uh, webinar coming up about how to uh, listen really effectively uh, because it's a core skill.
3: Well, Uh, there's too many people talking and not enough people listening anymore. (laughs) Did you say that too, did you? No, (laughs) no.
1: Oh, Oh, dear. Um, Yes, there's this quote that somebody wrote, you know, um, it was hard to have a conversation. Uh, We couldn't have a conversation because there were too many people talking. (laughs)
3: Mm, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I didn't quite get it right, but, you know. the extreme version of
3: that is the person that (laughs) is actually... They're, they're quiet, right? And you think they're listening, but they're actually just playing their, queuing up their tape recording. That's is the right. First play for the moment, <laughs> which is what
2: part of the the skill that we're going to share in the webinar? How you actually override that tendency because we all do.
1: <laughs> all so, so
2: the things that we talk about with extroversion, the extroverts is if you think you're talking too much, you are.
3: whereas if the introvert thinks he's talking too much he probably isn't (laughs) that's
1: right yeah okay so the next question so what is one mistake that you see people leaders making
3: most often i think following from what we just said they talk too much
1: yeah
2: Um, right
3: they get full of themselves and think they're the answer and so it's, it's a tricky one for a leader. Like, sometimes you've got to stand up. If, if you're accountable for something and the buck stops with you, you've got to actually call the line and say, hey, I'm going with this. Mm. You, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to get it right, sometimes you'll get it mm. wrong. But unless you're willing to own the result, yeah. but it also means you don't just do that in isolation because then no one's following you. Mm. So... Go around, talk to your team, listen to them, talk to them, engage and find out what the thing is. But at the end of the day, make a decision and run with it. Mm.
1: Yeah. But engage them in the, you know, they're coming up with the yeah. solution. So many, yeah, we see that so often. Because the other thing we're talking <laughs> about is the engagement surveys yeah. that we're finding people
2: are getting the results This is back. the
1: engagement survey period for organisations actually. So all of their culture survey results are coming back. And we're, yeah, some organisations and teams are, are quite disappointed actually in the results. And so... Yeah, there there are some some strategies that we're going to share with people about how to um, yeah, to
2: get which is one of them. Have
1: those regular conversations. conversations yeah, yeah. I,
3: again, it's what we said at the start. It's treat people as people, and mm-hmm. you know.
1: Because mm. I think what they've found is is each year they're getting busier and busier, trying to do more with less, and so it's that you know that age old um, balancing act between task and people or task and relationships. Mm. And where do they go? They go to the task because it's very obvious what I have to get done. By and it's short, short, short term. That's short term. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So it is about those regular you know conversations where you're yeah. listening, engaging. Mm. Only has to be fifteen minutes a week. You know, with every person in but, your but team is something better than nothing.
2: Exactly, and it's not just the conversation that how you. Go going you know mm. that's just a very social th- to start but there's yes. a structure to the conversation mm. so it's satisfying for both parties mm.
3: yeah I think a lot of people don't actually know how to have a conversation true, true. And, and that's kind of a funny thing to say mm. But it's like they they stay at that social level of mm. how are you mm. you know how's the kids you know look mm. at the weather today. But they don't get down to particularly. I find around projects, it's being straight with your results. Mm. You got this done or you didn't get this done is really the straightness. And then it's like okay, what happened here? Mm. Yeah. And talking about that without you know, with, I know you've talked about on LinkedIn with feedback and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. It's all that sort of stuff. Mm. Those slightly awkward conversations. If we can get better at those, mm. we're more likely to have them and have them be as Still probably awkward, but have them as everyday, normal conversations.
1: Conversations, and use we. So what could yeah. we do about yeah. it next time, or how could I... Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so um, another question, Jeff. So you've written several books, and in fact, you're an avid reader yourself. And we know for a fact that you managed to read, a, like, one book a week, which I find absolutely oh no, amazing. Oh no. And so what we'd love for you to do, because we always recommend our people leaders read, and we just say at least one book a, a year. If you can, you know, start reading one book a year, that would be fantastic. So could you give us some tips on some strategies that our people leader community and us could adopt so that we could, you know, if we wanted to read a book a week, what what could we do? What are
3: the steps that we take? Well, f- firstly, some weeks you're not going to get it done. But it is about one a week over, say, a year, yep. which is obviously a different game plan. Yep. But I think that the first point is to find books that really engage you. Like, mm. don't just pick up something. Like, what was it like in high school when you were told you had to read that mm. book? It was mm. like, Ugh. Mm. But if mm. you actually could go to the bookstore or the library and pick out one and go, hey, this book sounds sensational, I'm going to read it. Mm. It's the, really the first step. So there's a level of engagement with the topic, for starters. Then I think there's some simple things to just go, why am I going to read this? Mm. What am I going to do with this when I'm done? Mm. And for me, because I'm writing a lot, this is ammunition and fuel for me to write. So Mm. it's very easy for me to say, it's worth me reading this book because I can use it in some way. Mm. So think through the reading of the book to the other end, how can I use this? The other thing that is classic around a lot of projects is when we start a project from scratch, we actually don't have time in our diaries to do that. So if I said to you this week, um, where are you going to fit in reading the book? It's probably likely that you haven't thought about that. Mm. And until you sit there and mentally, you don't necessarily have to schedule everything. That would be the ideal. But if you mentally said to yourself, so... I would often take public transport rather than drive, Mm. and that would be, okay, there's half an hour, an hour to read a book. So Mm. I've got three trips a week. Okay, I roughly need, say, four to six hours to read a book, depending on the book. Okay, I can probably do a couple of hours there. Okay, maybe half an hour, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and not turn off my phone yeah. sit down and read so there's yeah. half an hour yeah. and it's trying to get little moments of time that you know you can actually get the thing done mm. it'd be like trying to run for a, I know you've run for a marathon recently that it's like if you didn't actually schedule or at least think through when are you going to train mm. there's a good chance you're not going to get it done mm. yeah. so just allocating mentally in your head mm. even better if you can schedule the time Oh
1: well, I'm a big thing for scheduling like yeah. putting these processes in place and make them a part of your daily weekly
3: rhythm I'm just not very good at Sticking to my schedule. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a so, creature of habit. So I'm, I'm a bit more of a rules-based to say: okay, mm. when I'm on public transport, I read. Yeah. Um, when I've Going for coffee, I'll read. Mm. Um, and I might go in the middle of an afternoon if I've got a lull spot. I need a break. I might read. Mm. Um, the other thing is the classic one is always carry a book yes. with you. Yes,
2: yes, <laughs> great. Um, yes,
3: because you don't <laughs> oh, know when you're going to get a chance. Yes. So if someone's running late, yeah, it's like okay, oh, you've got a book, fantastic, <laughs> very good. So yes. often it's like someone's running late. Oh, really, really sorry, and it's like oh, fine, I'm pull out my book. Oh yes, yes. You know, so it's picking time Mm. and obviously treating it as a commitment. Mm. So obviously, you go, Oh, yeah, I'd really like to read you know a book a week Mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything about it. it's not a very strong action around Mm -hmm. your commitment Mm -hmm. so you do really need to take it seriously so yeah um and again for your reason not for anybody else's don't read books just for the sake of it that's a waste of time too
1: great and what do you think about audio audio books because i listen to audio books when
3: i'm driving to melbourne um i'm not an audio person Mm. but whatever works for you yeah um podcasts so the other thing is media is We fragmented. love
1: podcasts. So it doesn't have to
3: be books. <laughs> yeah. So we're listening yeah. to podcasts yeah. with really interesting guests yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be really valuable as well, mm. right? So it doesn't actually have to be books anymore. But it is about um, thinking about it as your professional development. And if you're not engaging and keeping up, you're basically getting behind. Great. Um, the other thing I'd say comes from um, Stephen King. So written a lot of... Um, Movies actually. Mm. He's written a lot of books that have mm. become movies. Mm-hmm. And his favourite saying is, "If you want to be a better writer, be a better reader."
1: Reader, and yeah. I think
3: that comes across to a lot of areas.
1: Very good. Oh, thank you,
3: Jeff. You're just font of knowledge.
1: So, <laughs> so the next one is about Project Done. So you've developed a, a program called Project Done. Could you share with our people leaders what it is, how it would help them, and how to find out more? Sure.
3: Um, so the simple version is. I was really good and still am really good at starting projects, but I was always pretty lousy at finishing them. And so, partly I sat down and I had a bit of a breakdown around not getting things done, so I sat down to work out how would I get it done. Because traditional ways, if you're really good at getting things done, it's very likely you can write a a to-do list or a checklist and then you can just go through the task, tick, 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 tick. Mm. If you're good at that and you're good at getting things done in that way, that is probably all you need. For me, that didn't work, because mm. <laughs> as I said before, I don't stick to my schedule. Mm. And I think what it comes down to for me, because I'm a creative, I want to actually keep making choices all the way. Yeah. So the idea of having a plan, so I, ironically I, I trained as an architect, and the architect designs the entire building and then hands it over to the builder to build. Mm. So there's two things there. One, they design every nut and bolt before they take any action. And then B, they don't actually even take any action. Mm. So I got trained in that yeah, way of yeah. thinking. And I found when I tried to apply that to my business stuff, it just didn't work. I'd plan myself to death. You know, I'd know every single thing that I thought was going to go wrong. And I'd have this brilliant, brilliant plan that would last about three days. And then it's <laughs> like, oh my God, do I have to keep doing that? Because oh, I, yeah. I wanted some something else to, yeah. to be creative. Yeah. So if you're someone that can stick to a process and a schedule and a to-do list, keep doing it because it's likely that's working Mm -hmm. if it's not working for you Mm. that's when project done might be useful and in the same way you might be getting things done but your people might not be for various reasons and basically it was looking at a more holistic way of how do you maintain your motivation over time because that's fundamentally the problem if you look at mindfulness Mm. mindfulness basically comes down to two parts what's your intention and what's your attention on. Mm -hmm. And so if you're writing your to-do list and you can stick to it and your attention's on it and you can get your task done, you're there. Mm. Otherwise you need things like habits, you need to design your environment, you probably need to design your motivation into why you're doing your project. So remember I spoke about that with the books. Mm. Why do you want to read this book? Mm -hmm. What's the value? And if you can keep coming back to that, that's a way to keep coming back to, oh, this intention's still valid. This intention's still valid. Um, so they're the sorts of things. So the other one is I'd add in is the people side of it. Um, a lot of my projects have fallen over because it's just been me. Mm. Whereas if I'd had a group of people, and even if we weren't working on the same project, if they were keeping me accountable, Absolutely, or, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's such a huge one. It mm. just makes it so much easier, particularly if like oh, Jan, I'm struggling today, what do I do here? That sort of support makes all the difference and that's why teams can produce much better results than individuals can in most cases.
1: Mm. We are our accountability
3: buddies, aren't we, Jan? (laughs) Well, I think we need that as, A, somebody you respect, but also they need to be willing to stand up and go, I'm going to call you on that. I know.
2: And that's Um, been the challenge for us too as well is being able to stand up and go, well, actually, no, you haven't been doing that and yeah, forgiving each other.
3: Yeah, but also you've got a good spirit that it's not like you're you walking with the chainsaw No, and no, no, it's it's more a, no, no, it's great No, we've you know, got that no, sorted no. Yeah, it's yeah. only
1: taken how many? <laughs> no, no, it's very good yeah. So if, if people leaders were interested in Project Done what would they do? How would they, you know, engage you? Would they go onto your website? or
3: um, what, Probably what? the website's the best way So my main website is jeffmcdonald.com right. That's got <laughs> a thousand blog posts and a million other things on there So that's massive Um, projectdone.com that I used the smaller version was just about project done Mm -hmm. and it's currently I've run it as a 90 day program Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking at variations of even a monthly program and then looking at the people that have done the program multiple times and now looking at mentoring
2: fantastic
3: Um, and if people want an introduction I can come in and do a presentation around it as an other way and then there's resources like The book's a resource. Weekly done's a weekly tip.
1: Oh, and and they're great tips. They're really good practical
3: strategies, Jeff. Yeah, I I just think there's so much... Simple 1% as we can do that over time again yeah. you said it before there's no magic bullet for yeah. leadership yeah. there's no magic bullet for getting things done mm. it's a bunch of little things that you do consistently over time
2: absolutely and you, you know how you said about the 1% um, shift and that's what we talk to our clients about it's not doing a big 180 it's just shifting slightly because otherwise if it's too much it's too stressful yeah. you know for what we actually have to do so it's there's some great that's right yeah wonderful so there's some great insights yes um, so Michelle I'm going to put you on the spot oh okay When we finish up, because we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually when we finish up with a client or um, an interview, it's like, what's the biggest takeaway or what's the biggest learning? So for you, Michelle, what's the biggest learning or takeaway from what you've just oh, heard? Oh, actually,
1: I loved, isn't it interesting what you pick up mm. on? I love the idea because I definitely want to uh, achieve that goal of reading a book of w- a week. And so why, Jen, is that your one? She's laughing. See, that's what yeah. happens being identical twins. So gonna and do. that was, one, about carrying it with you all the time and having a rule about it, like I'm going going to make sure that i read 20 pages by thursday or something like that so that was really powerful for me and i may have heard you say that before but it just like click yes that's what i can do
3: And finding your what best way to do it yeah. is the key. Yes. Yeah.
2: And I like your tip about actually planning it. So, mm. planning what books you like. Because I'll go into a bookshop and I might see five books that I really like. So, buy those five books because that is demonstrating commitment that you really <laughs> do <laughs> want to read. Yeah. You know, that yeah, physical sweet. action. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: the other spin on that, so I've actually stopped doing that. Oh. I knew, I, so, so, but that might work for you. Yeah. But what I found point. Point. is it didn't work for me. Oh, so, yeah. I go and get the five books and I go home so excited. I got all these new stories. But then I'd read one and it's like the four would sit there and then I'd want to go and buy another (laughs) book. So what I had to tweak was one at a time.
2: Okay, So. right.
3: We'll it might see. work. Some people like to read multiple books at the same time. I've come back to one at a time. Right. So find find a way that works. It's for me. you. Beautiful. I love
1: yeah. it. Okay, so thank you again, Jeff, and we'd love to have you on again and um, maybe explore some of the project done strategies and pull them apart and see how our people leaders can apply them. I think that would be a, um, a really neat podcast. Sure. So thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Oh, yes, Great yes, to okay. talk to you <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.